Hey friend, I want to pick back up where I left off in really catching you up on my life and what God's been doing in my heart over the past few months. It's been deep. It's been so hard and surprising, but so, so good because I know that my God is so good. Even when my emotions have struggled, I have the deepest clarity and confidence that God's turning up of the tables in my heart. It's really his grace and his mercy in my life. So I want to ask you today, where do you find yourself? Are you wrestling through some changes in an area of your life? Are you struggling with the shifting of seasons, maybe in your heart? Maybe you're trying to make sense of some things that just don't make sense and you did not see coming. Maybe you feel a little confused about what God's doing and deep down, you just really need to know that the work that you're doing is worth it, that you're on the right track. Seriously, go make that cup of coffee or just cross your legs, get comfortable wherever you're at. Um, Just find peace in your mind so that you can be attentive to whatever the Lord might want to speak to you in today's episode. As I show up once again to pour out my heart with some valuable pieces of wisdom that will help steady you for your journey. I really encourage you, grab a paper and pen and grab a notebook or just be ready to take some notes on your phone. I know that you're here for a reason. I know that there's something that you're going to hear today that's going to cover you with warmth and truth as you bravely choose to trust God in your life and in those challenging circumstances. Because there's always something, right? (laughs) There's always something. And I just want you to be ready to hear what God has for you, whatever that looks like. And um, absolutely, before we get started, you want to go back, listen to episode 105 if you haven't yet, because this is really a continuation of that conversation. There's been so much going on in my heart. It's hard to like process through it and put it out (laughs) into words. And um, I know at the end of this, I'm like, There's going to be things that, oh, I'm like, oh, I forgot to share that. Or there's going to be things that I'm like, okay, that was probably oversharing. Probably didn't need to say that. But I'm really just here to show up in true like vulnerability and let the Lord get glory from my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, (laughs) because I know that we're all on this journey. We each are on our own journey, but we're not all that different. And I just know and I trust that my life, my story, my journey can bring glory to God and influence and encourage your life too. So today we're going to be talking about what if what you're struggling with is actually God's mercy in your life. We're going to be talking about finding purpose and patience in the unexpected and really surrendering the how and the when of the dreams that you hold in your heart. This is something that the Lord is doing in me and I want to bring you along with that. There's so much more. So like I said, get ready to take some notes. But before we get started, I want to ask you, have you taken just 30 seconds to leave a quick review yet? If you have not, that is the biggest way that you can just say thank you for me taking the time to show up and just be a friend to you as much as I can on the podcast world. I really, really want you to be encouraged. I want you to be blessed. And if you've heard anything that encourages you, if you like what you hear, the best way you can support this show is just to share it with a friend or leave a review. So all you need to do is right now, press pause, scroll to the bottom of Apple iTunes, 
click the five stars and write a review, something that's encouraging you, something that you know, something that you love. And um, that would be the best thing you can do or share this with a friend. I would love so much to lock arms as women, as believers, as we are pioneering the way for this next generation and walking in a lot of unknown territory. I believe God is doing some new things. And I just think it's important that we are together on this for whoever this podcast is for. So share this, share the love and leave a review today. I appreciate you so much. Let's get into today's episode. Hey friend, welcome back to the Surrender Driven Success Podcast. Do you absolutely love being a wife and a mom, but something in you desires more? Do you want to grow as an entrepreneur without hurting your family? You wonder, is it really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? Hi, my name is Michelle, and as a wife of 17 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and a kingdom entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel. I know you wish every day that there were more hours in the day to get it all done and be the best mom that you can be. I know the mom guilt whispers in your ear far too often and you get tired of dealing with the constant interruptions. You crave more simplicity, more order in your home, more connection with your family, and more than anything, a strong faith that keeps your heart steady no matter the season. I'm so thankful you're here to join me on this journey of processing life together and growing in greater purpose as fellow business-minded mamas with a heart for home and a love for Jesus. On this podcast, we will use this precious time exploring how to embrace a heart of surrender, gain biblical perspective for everyday life, and learn practical tips to experience more peace in the midst of balancing work and family. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home. Do you believe that too? Then let's connect the work of our hands with our influence at home so that we can leave a lasting legacy through the next generation. Go grab that basket of clean laundry to fold or pour another cup of coffee and let's grow together. Welcome back to the Surrender Driven Success Podcast. Let's go ahead and get started. I want to catch you up on my story. And, you know, I think a lot of times, I don't know about you, but it's so hard to keep our attention span. It's so hard to finish what we start we just get distracted, we get busy, we we wander, we get bored. But I want to encourage you to listen to the end of these podcast episodes, especially today, because I feel like so much of the goodness, so much of the richness, so much of the things that you need to hear that are going to apply directly to your life come more towards the end. So stick with me today. I just want to catch you up first. If you remember from the last episode, where I was at, where I've been at is I was about to move, right? beginning the process of packing, I did not realize how it was going to stir up this purging process in my heart and how I was really going to be invited to let some things go, to leave some things behind that I had been cherishing, cultivating, and holding tightly in my heart. Let me be the friend to remind you again that all good things are not God's best for you in your life, in this season. This is why it's so important that we continually pursue a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father because He's a person. He's not a pattern. He's a person and things are always changing. We're always growing. He's always moving and He's always doing new things. 
And we just need to know that we're walking according to his plans and his purposes for our life because this gives us the confidence that we crave so that no matter what things look like, no matter what they feel like, no matter where our emotions are, we can know that the work that we're doing, it's always worth it. It's always the most important work because it's in alignment with God's heart. I'll explain a little bit more later, but I was in this wrestling match of trying to fully let go and move on ahead to a new season, quite literally as I changed homes, but prophetically as I entered a season of surrender and what that would look like. It's like you understand in your mind, I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing now. I'm starting to hear you. I'm starting to see things clearly, but man, to actually embrace that, to actually walk through it, to actually emotionally you know, let go and press in to what's ahead. That That's just hard. It's hard. It's real. And so for me, I thought, okay, I am just trying to get moved over. I'm just trying to get there in my mind, in my heart, quite literally with this move. I thought that once I got into our new house, everything would be okay. I had these visions and I, I, I kind of had this beautiful picture of where God was taking me and what it was going to look like. And I just thought, okay, I, I just have to get there. Well, the first week of being at the house, immediately, oh my goodness, I struggled harder than ever. I was beyond exhausted in every way, and everything just felt hard. You know, it's like on a practical sense, the move, it's like, okay, I'm going through, I'm purging, I'm just trying to get out of the house, I'm trying to get to this new place and this new space. Now the fun part's going to be, I just got to take it out of the box and put it away. And this is so fun. This is our home. It's beautiful. I can't wait. And no, it didn't work like that at all. Everything felt hard and painfully like required so much patience. What happened was we we downsized as far as storage and and house size some. Man, I knew that the Lord wanted me to pack light. <laughs> I was trying to purge, but the point is, is there was more work to be done. I got there and I went to pull out things to put them away. And I'm like, I don't know where to put this. I, I don't know what to do with it. There was more purging that had to be done. And one of the things that was really highlighted to me the first week of being in our new home was just how impatient I am and can be. And also how there is patience required for our process. Patience is something that God is working to sear on my soul. And I want to ask you to ask yourself too, where are you being patient? Like ask yourself, where am I being patient? What is the rush? Can I trust God's timing? Because here's the thing, patience is crucial to you becoming who you are called to be. God's timeline is not your timeline. And especially in this culture and in the world that we live, that is so fast paced. It's like, okay, I have an idea. I have to do it tomorrow. Or I have this, this thing that I'm doing. Like, why is it taking so long? Like we don't have patience, but there is something that is formed in us. There is something that is forged in our hearts when we can learn to just sit and be patient and sit in the process and sit in the mess of the the middle or the mundane or whatever that looks like. And so I just really want to remind you that patience is required for you being and becoming who you're supposed to be. So really try to embrace that as hard and as painful as it might feel. And I am right there with you. 
this move, it's so funny. It felt like childbirth in so many ways that first week of getting there. I remember when I had my son, I just thought, okay, I, I just have to get the baby out. Like once I get through this delivery, cause I had a natural childbirth and, you know, was preparing my whole pregnancy for that moment of getting the baby out. I'm like, once the baby's out, I'm done. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. My motherly instincts are going to kick in. It's just going to be smooth sailing. I'm going to be in this motherhood bliss. It's, it's just all going to be okay. And I was so wrong. So wrong. Every time I have a baby, it's like you get the baby out and there's this window of adrenaline and bliss and you're resting and you're just kind of, you can embrace the, the grace that's needed for this transition. But then you know, the first week starts to progress and your adrenaline goes, your hormones change, your milk starts coming in and the exhaustion just sets in and you're like, oh my gosh, this is harder than I thought. There's so much work to be done. I am like so exhausted and I feel like I'm floundering in every way. And then you usually, me, usually when my milk comes in, I always have like a good cry, like a good meltdown. It's just part of it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I expect this because I understand that this is like part of it. Well, I felt like that after the move. It's like I got there and I'm like, okay, I made it. Everything's going to be okay. And then by the middle of the first week, my adrenaline had, had worn down. The work that was ahead was just like pressing. Everything felt harder than it needed to be, or I thought it was going to be. And I just was exhausted and I started to just fall apart a little bit. So from that moment and point in time, I just want to remind you that just getting, quote, there, whatever that looks like to you, getting to your desired destination, reaching your goal or milestone, accomplishing that thing that you've been chasing after, it doesn't make life better. You're never going to arrive because this journey called life, it is the destination. You can steady your heart in the Lord for this wild, unexpected ride at times because God is after your heart and you trusting him to be your true source of satisfaction, I think is so important. What we do or see on the outside, it doesn't determine the state of our hearts. So we get to choose peace. We have to choose that, the peace that comes from slowing down and spending time with God, your husband, your children, the peace that comes from presence. So ask yourself, how can I pursue more peace and presence in my life? You've seen the example before. I remember one of the seasons where we were so broke. We were alone. We had just moved to Nashville. I had baby number two on the way. My son was little. We, we had nothing, nothing. And I remember such deep peace. And it was one of those seasons where I, I felt like, I mean, I don't have a lot, but I have a lot because everything that I had that mattered the most was right. And then you see people like say celebrities who have it all and they're miserable and they're suicidal and they just are a wreck in their life. Your circumstances do not dictate your inner peace, which is why getting your heart right, getting your home right, the things that are usually unseen are the things that matter the most. And presence is a huge part of that. One of the things that I remember when we first moved in, the very first morning we were here, I remember my husband was sipping coffee, boxes were piled high, and we were watching the sunrise, and we were playing this most beautiful song that's been on replay since we've moved by Shane and Shane. It's Psalm 90. I can't even think, I don't know if that's the exact name of it, but look it up, Shane and Shane. It's Psalm 90. And the chorus just says, when the sun comes up, 
satisfy me. And it's just talking about from Psalm 90, the verses 14 through 17. I'll read it here. It says, satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love. So we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us, your servants, see you work again. Let our children see your glory. And may the Lord our God show us approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. I know you want to be successful. I know you want the Lord to make your efforts successful. Seek him first to satisfy you every morning, every day. So I want to remind you, as I kind of progress in this story and where I was at, is how that when the Israelites crossed over, they were circumcised. There was a deeper cutting away. And I'm just going to read from my journal (laughs) a couple days after I had moved in when it's like you get to a place and you're like, oh my gosh, I've crossed over. I'm here in the new land and the new season. And it's just, it's supposed to be okay, right? Everything's supposed to be good, but there is more work to be done. We are always in process. And sometimes when we don't expect it, it's hard to accept. And so I just was writing. I was like, man, as I lay here, reading in Joshua, I'm reminded how the Israelites were circumcised after they crossed over, after they crossed over into the promised land. They had already been refined in the wilderness to prepare them for the promised land. The entire crossing over process built their faith and instilled the fear of God in them even more. But there was still more. They literally had to cut away a part of themselves, leave a piece of them behind so they would be consecrated for this new season, this new soil, they shed some of their identity. And that is exactly where I saw myself in the story. And I'll share more details of what I've been letting go of next time, maybe in the next episode or so, um, just because I want to let you guys in on where where I'm headed and what's going on in my heart. And um, I can only do so much <laughs> at so much at one time. But I'm learning that God isn't punishing me. He's not angry with me. He's transforming me to look more like him. He's course correcting me out of love. Although I tend to feel the correction um, and just kind of take it hard. I was that little girl that my mom would just have to say no. And I would just burst into tears. Like I didn't need much discipline. So I tend to take change or course correction hard. I tend to like want to beat myself up, but God, no, he's graciously, he's been graciously unraveling me for the past few years. And he's asked me to lay down a lot of my business endeavors, but this move initiated a clear cut, a deeper cutting away of something that I did not exactly see coming. I knew that there was going to be a breaking of habits. Like the way we ordered our life and and lived life at the old house, like it was great. It was so good. Like I'm so thankful and so proud of what we've done and, and how we live and who we are as a family, like truly deeply, like I'm so thankful for that. But I knew that God is just doing something new and it's going to look a little bit of diff- little bit different and he's breaking habits and that involves breaking. But what am I going to focus on and how can I hold on to hope? I am so thankful that like on the outside in real life, the things that I experience and see like, like our marriage is so good. 
my children are thriving. We have a beautiful home. Like life is so blessed. The Lord has been so good to us and provided, but I'm so thankful that he doesn't quit. He doesn't give up. Like he's continuing to press and refine and just create discomfort in my heart because he's doing new things and he's bringing forth fresh oil. And I want that. I want what he wants for me. I want oil. I want my life to be a fragrant offering. I want it to be pure, but there's a cost to that. And so I want to embrace the uncomfort in my heart inside because I want to keep growing in him and in the Lord and in his purposes. And I hope that's your prayer. I hope that you are reminded that the outward circumstances don't dictate your inner peace. That everything is working for our good and for his glory if you surrender to him. And the reason why I was having such a hard time and struggling was I was just in this turmoil because I could not stop looking back. There's pieces of my old season that like, man, they're good. It's not about like, oh, this is right versus wrong. Like this was bad and now it's good. And you were walking in sin and now, no, like I've been following him all along. It's just that, hey, we're moving into something new and you've got to let some things go. And even though I understand that and I'm trying to let go, it's like, there's still just pieces that I want to hold on to because I cherish it. And looking back does not help you move ahead. And the Lord, I literally woke up one morning and I felt him like scolding me, like stop looking back. Like you are going to freaking turn into salt. Like Michelle, you've got to stop. You're making this so much harder. Friend, you, whatever you're going through, you get to choose to keep your eyes ahead or to keep taking a peek behind you. Maybe you're taking a peek at others and what they're doing. Maybe you're comparing yourself to others. You know, one thing that I've noticed too is I don't, really compare myself to others as much. I tend to want to compare myself to old seasons or old versions of me or things like I, oh man, remember when I did this or remember when things were this way or, you know, we want to look back, but I love that quote that says the only reason you should look back is to see how far you've come. So look ahead, fix your eyes on Jesus and don't confuse God positioning you for punishment because it is him preparing you for the next level of glory. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking otherwise. I had written down some notes from my good friend, Heather Shriver Burns. She was doing a little workshop and the Lord was just really speaking to me in that as I was making this transition. And it was just talking about how she just said how God is going to stretch you every time he's growing you and doing something new. The stretching doesn't always feel good, but it doesn't mean that God's not doing something good in your life. And sometimes we feel like, oh, God's mad at me. He's punishing me. You know, I'm doing something wrong. No, maybe God's just positioning you. Maybe you just have the wrong perspective. And so one quote that Heather had said that I was like, yeah, let's claim it. And I want to share it with you. It just says, new glory, new story. God is writing a new story. So embrace new glory. Changing of seasons is healthy. Think about in nature. God designed seasons. Like a tree is not supposed to look the same and the leaves are not supposed to be identical all year long. There are seasons that naturally take place. Right now we're in the season of fall and part of fall, the significance of it, the beauty of it, the importance of it is letting go, letting the dead leaves drop so that the new season can take place. It's actually part of the beauty. It's part of the purpose of it. And I just want to remind you of that as we're literally in fall 
And as there are probably some areas in your life that, man, maybe you're holding on to, maybe you're holding on to old fruit, let it go and see the new thing that God is doing. I am right there. Again, I'm just going to say I'm right there with you. So this is a little bit about why I had been struggling and how I've been struggling to reconcile what I know in my heart to be true with how I see things playing out in my life. The thing is, is that we need to have a heavenly perspective if we're going to find deep purpose in our process and really walk in peace and joy, surrendering our story to the Lord. It's cool to find other people to say, okay, you get what I'm going through or I'm I'm resonating with this. I, I see what you're saying. But let me share an example from the Bible that really jumped out to me this week to emphasize this point that I'm making. All right. This is the story of Zechariah. And Elizabeth, they're old in age. They want a child. They've never had a child. And Zechariah is serving as a priest in the temple. And this is what it says here. It says, Zechariah was startled and overwhelmed with fear because an angel came to him. It says, but the angel reassured him saying, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God is showing grace to you for I have come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. So Zechariah, he's a man of God. He's faithful. He's got dreams in his heart, unfulfilled dreams, the dream to have a child. Nothing looks promising on the outside in the circumstances. And then the Lord shows up and he does what he does. But in that moment, it didn't feel like, oh my gosh, praise the Lord. It's a miracle. No, he was startled. He was overwhelmed with fear. But the reality was God was showing grace. He was answering prayers. He was performing miracles. And so in my journal, I wrote this and I just want to share this with you. And I want you to just ponder this in your heart. What if your feelings of overwhelm and fear was actually God showing up to startle you to answer a prayer in your life? What if the grace of God didn't feel or look like you thought it would? Does it void the fact that it's grace? What is our perspective? What is your perspective? Right? Because if we don't have God's perspective, we may end up continually disappointed and dissatisfied. For example, rain. Look at rain in nature. It can be viewed, a lot of people are like, oh, it's it's a rainy day. It's depressing. This is annoying. It's an inconvenience. It's ruining my plans. It's, you know, there's all these reasons why rain can seem so negative, or it can be seen as a blessing. Wow, this is nourishing the soil. This is important. This is producing life. There's favor on the land. It's giving sustenance for growth. It's fun. Maybe it's refreshing. There's so many ways that we can look at the circumstances. And what we want to have is we just need God's perspective, especially I believe in the days that we live, like we cannot allow our emotions to dictate the goodness of God in our life. We need his perspective. We need to know, God, how do you see this? Let me give you another example of God moving in power, how it can at times feel fearful or troubling to our flesh. It can feel confusing or simply not as we expected, but it doesn't mean that it's not God. It doesn't mean that he's not in it. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. This is when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. 
It says Luke in Luke 1, 28 through 30. It says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, rejoice, beloved young woman, for the Lord is with you and you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her saying, do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. So you can see right there, Mary, how she's feeling. She's troubled. She's confused. She's bewildered. She's full of fear. But that's not God's reality. He's like, man, I love you. You're anointed with great favor. I found delight in you. I've chosen you. I'm surprising you with a wonderful gift. It continues in Luke 1. 45. It says, great favor rests upon you for you have believed, talking about Mary, every word spoken to you from the Lord. Mercy. I want to emphasize the word mercy. It kisses all who fear him from one generation to the next. Mighty power flows from him who scatter all those who walk in pride. Powerful princes, he tears from their thrones and he lifts up the lowly to take their place. Those who hunger for him will always be filled but the smug and self-satisfied, he will send away empty. Yeah, I just want to bring this up. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but we have dealt with a lot of flooding from Hurricane Ian that we just made it through here in Central Florida. And our yard, I mean, the water's just sitting. It's just standing. And it's been such a big issue, the water and the flooding. It's because the lakes are full, <laughs> the creeks are full, the land is saturated, like it cannot hold any more water. So it just has to stand there. And when the water just stands for too long, it starts to get stagnant, right? And I was just getting ready in the morning and I, and I um, journaled this phrase. It says, you can't be filled if you are already full. And in the verse I just read, it says, those who hunger for him will always be filled. But the smug and self-satisfied, he will send away empty. And so I guess I just want to ask you, what are you filling your life with? How full are you? Are you hungry for God? Are you making room for him? Do you even know what hunger feels like? Or are you just so busy and so rushed and so consumed with all that you have to do and really just being self-satisfied? Again, it's not even like bad things. It's just like, God, am I filling my life and my heart and my day with things that satisfy me and that things that feel good to me? Or am I really like allowing myself to sit there sometimes and feel the hunger pain? Because I want you to fill me at the end of the day. Like, I don't want to sit stagnant. I don't want to just go through the motions. Like, I want to be filled with you. I want fresh flowing water to fill me and overflow from me. I think that's so important. I just want to encourage you to not despise the hunger, but to embrace it and to crave it and to allow yourself to feel it. Because in that moment of space and giving that room, the Lord can fill you. But if you're already so full, the water's just going to sit and stand and there's not more room for more of him. And we need more of him for the seasons to come. And you need more of him in your life. We all do, right? I'm going to mention one more verse here. This is Luke 1, 57 through 58. This is back to Elizabeth. She's pregnant with John the Baptist. And it says, when Elizabeth's pregnancy was full term, she gave birth to a son. 
all her family, friends, and neighbors heard about it, and they too were overjoyed, for they realized that the Lord had showered his wonderful mercy upon her. Right? Crazy, bizarre circumstances. She's basically a grandma. None of this makes sense. But everybody's like, wow, this is God's mercy in her life. Cling to God's promises, but you've got to surrender the how and the when. This is something that the Lord's really, really teaching me through this. And this is kind of one of the main points I want to emphasize is that how things happen and when they happen, the way things look, it's not for us to decide. We just need to trust him and surrender that. God writes your story, not you, if you choose to let him rule and reign in your life. Even thinking about how God named John, John the Baptist, it wasn't the name that he was supposed to be named or chosen. It wasn't the timing that Elizabeth or Zechariah had wanted. It wasn't what they had planned for, but he fulfilled his promise and the name John like John does not run in the family. Everybody's like, you can't name him John. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even, it's not even a family name, but the name John, it means God's gift or God is gracious. Again, how do we see things? What is the story that we see? What is the picture that we have in our mind? And how does God see it? What is his perspective? And can you surrender the how and the when and the details? even when it doesn't make sense and even when it doesn't always even feel good. God's mercy and his grace can often be perceived through our self-seeking minds and it can feel scary, overwhelming, confusing, unpopular, even offensive for sure. But ask God, is that really who you are? What if we just don't see the mysterious grace of God in our life? Because we don't know and trust his real nature. This is why we have to read the word and seek to know God for ourselves. Because we want it to be God's way so that others know that it's only him. If what you're doing is within your own strength and your skill set to do, then I mean, honestly, like, do you really even need God? If you're just doing like, okay, I can do this. I can do that. I can be good at this. Like, where is the opportunity for miracles? It's okay to position yourself in a place where it's like, all right, God, this is only going to be you because I am at the end of myself and I'm unqualified and I feel inadequate and I just, I just trust you. I surrender. Luke 1, 65 through 66, it says, the fear of God fell on the people of their village and the news of this astounding event traveled through the hill country of Judea. Everyone was in awe over it. All who heard the news were astonished and wondered, Since a miracle brought his birth, what on earth will this child become? Clearly, God's presence is upon this child in a powerful way. Again, we're talking about John the Baptist and how the bizarreness, that's not even a word, (laughs) the bizarre circumstances of the way he like came into the world, it, it allowed everybody to be like, oh my gosh, like what is on this kid's life? What will this child become? And Zechariah, John the Baptist's daddy, he's prophesying over his son. And he says, now he has shown us the mercy promised to our ancestors for he has remembered his holy covenant. He has rescued us from the power of our enemies, fulfilling the sacred oath he made to our father, Abraham. Now we can boldly worship God with holy lives, living in purity as priests in his presence 
every day. Zechariah recognized his son and the circumstances as the mercy of God, the mercy promised. God often calls us out of before he calls us into, meaning that you may not know what's next when he's asking you to let go of something, but be okay and trust in the middle. I know this conversation is really kind of deep and rich and a little bit heavy, but I hope that you are hearing some things that are triggering and challenging your heart and that you're willing to just sit and chew on it a little bit. Um, I know for me, going through this, like in real life, I, I think one of the things that I just realized is I'm like, man, my goal, I just need to settle in and hear God speak. Like, I just need to hear you, God. I need to quiet the noise and I just need to settle my heart and hear from you. And hearing God speak, it means that you've got to remove some of the distractions. And for me, I was like, all right, I'm just going to delete all social media for the month. Like, I just don't want any distractions. And so I just want to encourage you and challenge you that if you're wrestling with something, maybe you should stop running to those quick fix comfort and stop the distractions. Like the things that we, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm uncomfortable. Let me go like, you know, maybe you should stop with the snacking and let yourself sit with the hunger and just let God be the thing that satisfies you and really work to eliminate some of the distractions and the things that are tempting to draw your attention away from Maybe what God is doing, maybe th the process is harder and taking longer than it needs to because you're just so distracted. I just want to encourage you to force yourself to sit, sit with that thing and be still for the sake of hearing from God and not comparing yourself to anyone else around you and just give God the sacrifice of praise. I know that at times it just feels like a sacrifice, but remember that your circumstances don't dictate your joy. So what if what you're struggling with is actually God's mercy in your life? Can you be so lost in the eternal perspective of God that you can find peace and patience and purpose in the unexpected? Will you choose to surrender the how and the when of the dreams that you hold in your heart? Remember, surrender or this laying down our life, it doesn't mean that you have to prove to Jesus how much you love him. It just means that you become more like him. And the way that transformation happens isn't always the way we would choose or the way we see coming, but you can still trust him. Yes, you can. So let me just pray really quick as we wrap up this conversation. Father God, I just thank you so much for the woman listening right now. I thank you for her hunger and her heart for you. Lord, I pray for increased hunger for more of you, Lord. I pray that you would open up her eyes and her heart just to receive you for who you are, to know you for who, for who you are, Lord, and that she would just see the goodness of you in her life, the faithfulness of you in her life, Lord, and that she would just see things from your perspective, even when they're hard to swallow sometimes, or she doesn't understand, and there's many questions, Lord. I pray that she would just see your mercy, your grace, your favor on her, Lord, and she would just expect the unexpected and embrace the surprises of life. Lord, I pray that this week you would help her just to trade the anxiety, any fear, any confusion in her heart and in this season, Lord, for fresh oil and for, for new wine so that her life can bring you glory. 
today and every day, Lord, and she can just continue to influence those around her and those in her home for you, Lord. Thank you that you are good. Your plans are perfect. And we just honor you. And we just give every word that was spoken today to you, Lord. Would you use it for your purposes? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Are you like Mama so? Please leave a review. Hey, Mama, real quick, before you run off and do all the things, if you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to take 30 seconds right now and leave a quick written review. More importantly, this is the way we can reach other mamas just like you and help them find more peace and purpose as they balance motherhood and business with God at the center. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Surrender Driven Success Podcast. Click five stars and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social or simply text it to a friend to spread the love. I appreciate you and can't wait to connect over at michellehyatt.com forward slash connect. That's Michelle with two L's, H-I-A-T-T dot com forward slash connect.